0: Welcome to Seeking God's Grace podcast, a place to share stories about life, faith and passion. My name is Grace and I'm a sister of the Holy Family of Nazareth, or as some prefer to say, I'm a Catholic nun. I hope that this podcast will help you and me to find God in everyday life experiences and to understand God and yourself a little bit better. Let's talk and seek God together. Good morning, good evening, or good afternoon, everyone. Whatever is the time and wherever is the place in which you are listening to this episode, I extend my warm and very, very sincere Welcome, I say it often, and I will repeat it right now quite often when I record those episodes, especially the ones in which I am reflecting myself, which are not interviews. I think about you very, very much personally. I think about people who I know the that, subs- that subscribe these episodes, and I think about a possible random person who might just stumble upon this podcast and say to himself or herself, "Ah well, I will give it a go. Let's see how it will go. I can always turn it off later. So if you are listening to this sharing, I welcome you. And I believe that there is a purpose for you to listen to this episode and to this sharing. In the last episode, uh, I talked to you and share and share with you reflection about what does it mean to bear a cross. I had a great feedback from quite a few of you. You usually leave me messages in um, the direct private message, and some of those stories are really worth bringing up. There were people who were saying that struggling in their life is the biggest example of them bearing cross, bearing a cross, bearing cross of their life, of their loved ones, of struggling. There were some people who were saying that uh, they actually discovered a little bit some new aspect of the meaning of the cross in their life and in in the difficult situation especially. One of my friends said that she never thought about bearing a cross as a commitment. And that was something what struck her. Bearing a cross is a commitment. Well, thank you for all of those comments. And I hope that you had more, even if you have not shared them at all. This Sunday... Is already a second Sunday of Lent. So the time of Lent and practices prayer, fast and almsgiving. It's in a full swing if you like. Many people have their own resolutions. Others are still considering if they should or should not do something special. Others Like my own family, about whom I will talk in one minute, have simply what is in the front of them and take it as it comes and bear as a cross. This is the moment in which I bring a little bit of this story uh, of what happened to my family just a few days ago. I got the message that my mom and dad, who live in Poland, together with my sister, um. Mom and dad had a car accident. And yeah, they are alive, but there are some health consequences for both of them. Broken arms, broken foot, um, yeah, inability to drive. These are big things. These are very big things. And this is a realistic cross that now the whole family, including my sister, who will bear a lot of responsibilities of taking care of them will bear. What else do they need, right? Whatever is in the front of them, it's more than enough. Life brings us most of the time enough challenges. Sometimes it's just simply pointless to look for extras. So whatever it's your Lent 2024, I hope that this is the time when you become a little bit closer to God, when your cross is not too overwhelming, but your commitments stay focused that you stay focused in your commitments that's probably better sentence to say today i would like to share a little bit about the gospel of today but i also want to celebrate with you because today is episode 100 of seeking god's grace podcast and I cannot pass it without thinking about the past 100 weeks of connecting with you via Seeking Grace, podcast, Seeking God's Grace podcast. And I cannot just, you know, keep going without mentioning few things that are in my head, mostly with attitude of gratitude, as I think about today and somehow when I was in the church today and I was thinking about what am I going to share with you today uh, those two topics really um, tied up very very well let's start with the gospel today we read in the gospel a story and this story is described both in the gospel of Matthew Mark, as well as Luke, how Jesus took Peter, James and John and walked with them, climbed with them the mount, most likely Mount of Tabor, then prayed with them, asked them to pray with him, and then experienced with them something extraordinary. His clothes became dazzling white, very, very bright. His face changed and they actually saw Moses and Elijah together with Jesus. You can imagine that all those disciples were speechless and they probably didn't even know what to do They saw something extraordinary. They saw the glory of their master, of their teacher, of their rabbi, as they have never seen before. In their first reaction, they wanted to keep this moment forever. They wanted to stay there. They even said to Jesus, "Um, Jesus, you know, let's build two tents, one for you. One for Moses and one for Elijah. That probably was a very ridiculous idea, but that was something what came to the mount right away. Why the um, tent? Because the tent was always in the Jewish tradition a symbol of God's dwelling. So in other words, they really wanted to cap that special moment. They wanted to stay in that miracle which they just witnessed. They wanted to stay on the top of the mountains which they didn't even know in the first place why did they climb. And they experienced that as Jesus changed in the front of them, then this experience changes them as well. And they and it did. It did. This experience changed them as well. So why? Why this extraordinary transformation? Why this transfiguration? That's the proper term that we hear from theologians. The writers of the gospel tell us that most likely jesus intentionally took his disciples chosen disciples to the top of the mountain because he wanted to strengthen their faith well hello why would they need strengthening their, their help They faith weren't they already with jesus how much better could that go couple of things. Obviously, we hear that it could go better than the ordinary interaction with Jesus. You already heard that. But that is even more into it. Jesus already knew that the hard times are close. He knew that his public teaching that his public ministry is coming to the end, and that the end will be even harder than the time of the ministry. He knew that it will be very hard for all his disciples to understand why he is not the leader that they were expecting to have. He knew that the hard times ahead of them will need more than ordinary interactions and teaching that they experienced. He knew that they will have to endure a lot in the future. So he takes them to the top. He shows them the glimpse of glory that it's to happen. He shows them what, at the end, they will be probably not only aiming for, but longing for. Some time ago, and today during the homily in my local church, I heard uh, the quote, uh, which is being given to the British climber George Mallory, who famously said in 1923 in reply to a reporter's question as to why he wanted to climb Mount Everest. His reply was because it is there. Why? Did Jesus take his disciples to the top of the mountains? Because it was there. It was there. It was not a goal. It was not a target. But it was almost a tool. It was almost the perfect place of circumstances. And the perfect circumstances to show that there is a better world and there are the ways of seeing what one cannot see but what can happen when we simply trust God to see beyond and to go to the places which we are unfamiliar with. Jesus took his disciples to the mountain to be transfigured, to be changed, despite the fact that they did not understand what and why. Because his transformation, his transfiguration was a symbol of failing, getting up and failing again. Well, how so? Well, simply because the transfiguration was an opposite to what they will see later, when Jesus will be glorified, but not on the top of the mountains, but on the cross. This mountain... Was a symbol of staying focused and determined, and changing the mindset of what is actually the glory, glory of God, what is human glory, what in human eyes and in God's eyes it's was worth claiming for, and what brings. Some failing. They were transfigured, and their way of thinking had an experience to meet God in different way that they used to, that they got to know Jesus so far. The disciples wanted to follow Jesus in a very predictable and safe way. Who doesn't want to? We have a certain mentor. We have a certain, I don't know, someone who really motivates us, inspirational person, and who just wants to basically do something what we can um, Mm. very easily imitate And what Jesus is saying is, well, my way, it's not predictable. My way, it's not safe. My way will mean to climb and fall in order to be glorified. Climbing, falling, glorified. That doesn't make sense. But it makes sense for Jesus. Jesus. All three disciples who experienced what Jesus allowed them to had to go down and had to cherish the experience in their heart. But at the end, this was something what helped them to get ready for the way of the cross, for suffering, for death. And final transformation, which was Jesus' resurrection from the dead. Before that, they had to go back to their ordinary life and to appreciate even more this extraordinary experience with God. Just a couple of sentences about this gospel, and I do hope... That somehow you will see the connection between what this gospel means to your own life. Where it is a climbing, when it's falling, when it's failing, when it's getting up again, when it's trust, when it's hard to trust and where the whole journey is. And what is your mountain as well? That's something to reflect about. And now my mountain, (laughs) mountain of 100 weeks of being with you on the journey. What did I learn for the 100 weeks of creating Seeking God's Grace podcast? I have to say that I see a gift that I had 100 chances to learn and to be transformed from the simple things of how to, how to use my computer, how to use the um, applications that I have to how to speak better, how to correct my own grammar. I had 100 chances to learn and to be transformed. I also had one chances to climb the mountains, mountains of challenging myself, of failing and getting up, of saying to myself, ah, that wasn't good enough oh my goodness, this episode wasn't really good. Should I even publish it? Let's try again. Let's cut this. Let's edit that. 100 chances of failing, of falling and getting up again. I had 100 weeks of asking myself, How can I improve and get better? I also had 100 weeks of considering, is it worth it? And I had 100 weeks of struggling with ordinary life, topics and stories, which made the past 100 weeks extraordinary, worth it, meaningful worth every minute which I spent in creating them. Like the disciples, I have been tested, felt uncomfortable and was proud at times. I climbed the mountains because it was there, because it still is something worth climbing. Some people said, Sister Grace, how long are you going to do this? Aren't you at the point of scraping the barrel to talk about and, or interview people or whatever it is? Well, my answer is simple. After 100 episodes, I can tell you that I don't know how long would I continue. I feel a little bit like Forrest Gump. You remember that movie, don't you? He crossed the country several times in three years, apparently two months, 14 days and 16 hours. Before suddenly remembering a quote from his mother, put the past behind you and move on. Then he stopped running and declared to his fans that he was tired and going home. Well, I don't know (laughs) if I will be doing this three years, two months, 14 days and 16 hours. I don't know if there will be any turning point or someone else's words that will appear in my head. I don't know if I will feel tired and will feel like stopping. I don't know that. But I know that when the right time will come, I will. I will stop. But so far, I feel like going, and I hope that I will be able to continue to do so regularly. There is a value of doing something for 100 weeks. Just imagine that you have 100 weeks, and every week of this 100 weeks, you put aside $10. How much money would you earn for this 100 weeks? Not bad, right? There is a value in spending 100 hours in developing skills, personal growth, productivity, long-term planning, short-term planning, goal achievement. There is a value of doing something for 100 weeks, I believe. And I hope that there is a value for you too in all of this. For me, there is a huge value for which I'm grateful for, which is being able to reach out to all of you. If it is 1,110 or even one person. And believe me, there is more than one person listening to this podcast every week so today I would like to leave you with a few questions what is your life mountain which you climb because it's there or because someone put you in the situation when you have to climb that mountain because you have no other choices or because you want to and you are determined to do so. What is your 100 weeks, 100 times, 100 attempts, experience or a desire into the future? So, have you had this experience of doing something 100 times or do you have a Desire to do so. I pray for you as always. You are always in the circle of people I pray for. I pray for you that this week of Lent, this upcoming seven days, will be an ordinary yet transforming experience in your life. I pray that you will have the strength needed and enjoy climbing your own life mountain. And don't worry. Only when we fail and fall, we can learn, get up again and climb again. Happy week, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I hope that you will tune in again. Please share it with others, post about it on social media or leave your review. Feel welcome to visit my website, seekinggodsgrace.com and follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again. Every blessing to you and your loved ones. Talk again soon.